Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, April the 2nd, Ian Cameron uh, flying solo today on the show, ready to break down the Sunday card. Um, we have a, a very, very exciting Sunday card and a big one, uh, which I love to see, especially with this only being, this is the second to last Sunday of the uh, regular season. So it's great to see uh, a big card. we got games all afternoon, many games tonight, tons of teams playing with playoff implications at stake in action today. So it's a great card. Uh, let's, instead of go, doing the recap yesterday, I really don't want to recap yesterday. It wasn't a great day for me. The good news is that overall it wasn't a great day, the best day anyway, betting-wise. Um, I think I was guilty of a few too many plays. I mean, you know, we, I mean I'm a high-volume guy, but it felt like that yesterday. But the good news is the best bet won on the show as the uh, LA Kings defeated the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, last night, but uh, disappointing that Ottawa didn't play better against Toronto because I kind of thought they were live. Very disappointing the Islanders weren't better than they were against Tampa Bay, but to give Tampa Bay all the credit for it. Um, Anaheim was stupid for me to even trust them a, a bit, even with Jack Campbell and Net uh, trusting them to score. They get blanked by Jack Campbell, which tells you the plight of the Anaheim Ducks right now and where they're at. Arizona didn't even show up. That was a horrible game from them against San Jose. Um, so yeah, some disappointing results yesterday, but the best, best bet won. So I'm happy about that. At least and the Kings got the uh, job done. Hey, it's late season. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding at this time of year when you're betting NHL hockey, really when you're betting any sport late in the season, you got to be careful. You're going to have some ups. You're going to have some downs, uh, hopefully more ups than downs today. Um, we don't have the graphics, unfortunately working today. Streamyard, there's something going on here. I've tried to, cl uh, click the, uh, the graphics to bring up the uh, you know the, the, the display on the uh, screen of what game we're talking about, but they're not working today. I click it, nothing happens. So unfortunately, we don't have the graphics today. So hopefully they're fixed by tomorrow, and whatever issue Streamyard has with that gets uh, rectified by tomorrow. But unfortunately, we'll have to do without the on-screen graphics game by game today. But we'll start with the uh, New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals. Uh, we've got the Rangers minus one thirty to minus one forty road favorites. Uh, six the total in this game. It's a really bit bit of a conundrum game because, you know, the New York Rangers, we saw them obviously lose in overtime to the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I don't think they played that bad. A tough spot after losing to New Jersey the night before on the on the uh, front end of the back-to-back. -back. Uh, and now they play the uh, Washington Capitals. I don't want Washington. That much I know. I'm just trying to decide if I want to back the Rangers in this spot. And they're laying, a you know, minus 130 to minus 140 price. And I still have the visions in my head of when, you know, the Rangers were, you know, laying this kind of price against Washington earlier this season. It was a, it was an afternoon game on the weekend uh, in February and Washington ended up beating them six to three and they weren't, didn't play well. That was right around before I think the Patrick Kane trade happened. And I kind of felt they were, you know, maybe a little bit off their game with the uh, news that uh, Patrick Kane was coming and maybe they weren't exactly focused on the task at hand. Uh, on the ice, but yeah, I, I don't want Washington. It's a question of, do I back the Rangers? That's what I'm uh, trying to figure out here before uh, this game. But, uh, you know, you look at this uh, Rangers team, the thing that does concern me here is, you know, they don't really have a whole lot, you know, at stake here in these remaining games of the regular season. You know, it's not like they can uh, catch, 
you know, anybody. They know they're probably playing New Jersey uh, in the uh, first round. Uh, so, you know, motivation's uh, not exactly a great, you know, thing at the moment for the Rangers. They're five back of New Jersey. They're not catching them with only uh, six games left. Uh, and they're six back of Carolina in the division. Uh, Washington, um, they're, they're, to me, they're out. I mean, they're eight points back. They're not making the playoffs. And they're kind of playing like a team that's uh, kind of realizing that, hey, we're not going anywhere. These last three efforts have been uh, – well, the Pittsburgh game was – I don't think they really recovered from the Pittsburgh loss last Saturday. I think that's the game that ended their playoff hopes. They lose to the Islanders in a shootout. They lose to uh, Tampa Bay uh, as well. So uh, I like uh, – you know, um, you know, I, I like um, – I lean Rangers. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. Uh, it's to, to me, this feels like a game, you know what, stay away from it. It's the first game of the day. Uh, it, it could go either same with the total. It could go either way. The last two meetings have gone over, uh, between these two teams, but the Capitals suddenly aren't scoring. They've only scored two goals in the last uh, two games combined. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Rangers offense says there's three goals in the last two games combined. So, uh, they've been quiet offensively. I'd lean over at six because we've seen the last two meetings this year between the two teams go up and over the total, but. Nothing strong for me. Nothing strong for me, side or total, uh, in this game. All right, let's move on to the second game of the TNT doubleheader. That's TNT, by the way, that Rangers-Capitals game. And this is the second game of the doubleheader. Boston and St. Louis. Uh, we've got the uh, Bruins here, minus 215 road favorites, six and a half, the total in this game. This is one where actually I contemplated the draw, just slightly contemplated it. Um, just because, you know, Boston, a big win against Pittsburgh uh, yesterday. Uh, 4-3. I want to see what the lineup is, though, for the Bruins. This is definitely a team you want to check the lineup before each and every game moving forward because I'm sure you're going to see a rotation of rested players uh, the rest of the uh, regular season for this Bruins team. Linus Allmark is confirmed in net uh, for the uh, Bruins. Of course, Patrice Bergeron, smart move, not playing him yesterday. You know, he's been banged up a little bit. They targeted him uh, against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was the victim of a headshot in that game. Uh, there's no reason for him to uh, play uh, necessarily. But, uh, yeah, you know, get the, the afternoon off to rest. And Pavel Zaka, by the way, who I've been singing the praises of from a player props perspective all season, he centered the top line yesterday, a three-point performance for Pavel Zaka. So you'd better believe the Pavel Zaka props here uh, are definitely uh, worth a look in this game because he has been uh, he's been very good all year, but now he's getting that opportunity on the uh, top line for the uh, Bruins. I think definitely uh, any looks towards Zaka are good uh, for this game. His point prop is only minus 120. I think that's an excellent, excellent bet here uh, in this game. You know, it's also been a great bet lately. Uh, David Posternock over shots on goal. It's now eight straight games. He's gone over four and a half shots on goal, and it's only minus 120 at DraftKings for over four and a half shots. Well, you know what to do. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. He just keeps he just keeps on uh, shooting the puck a lot, and shooting the puck a lot resulted in a hat trick for uh, Pasternak yesterday in the victory against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so this is going to be more of a prop game. I mean, I, I kind of I might gravitate a little bit toward the draw. It's the ultimate flat spot for Boston. Clinched the President's Trophy two nights ago. That did look like a Boston team that wanted to prove a point against a potential first-round opponent in Pittsburgh. But now is the game where you really think, you know, what's Boston? Do they really need to, you know, bring it again here? But here's the thing, and they mentioned this on the broadcast. They've, they've written about it locally. The Bruins players and Jim Montgomery, the head coach, have talked about it. They are within striking distance of the, of the all-time record in points for a regular season, for a single season in the NHL. 
And to me, maybe that maybe that matters so much to this team that they just keep the pedal to the metal. Because let's be honest, a 70% Bruins performance tonight beats St. Louis and maybe beats them handily this afternoon. That's how good Boston is, and that's how much better they are right now than in the Blues in particular. And we have heard hints from the many players on this team and Montgomery that that is of interest to them, to be that team to make history, to be that team that has the all-time record of most points in a single regular season. So I don't think he can lose sight of that, you know, in terms of they're striving for it. Will they get it? We don't know. They're running out of games. But if they keep winning, they've got a real chance uh, to get it. So, yeah, that that's what's ultimately going to keep me off, you know, any interest in the in the draw. Uh, Boston could come in here and roll. I, like I said, Boston at 50, you know, Boston at 60, 70 percent here uh, of their A game. And it's still probably going to beat this St. Louis team at the moment. And Allmark and Net, we know how good he's been. So it's probably going to be a game where I just land on those couple props that I mentioned. Uh, Zaka to get a point, Pasternak over shots on goal. I think if you're going to look at anyone on St. Louis, it's probably Jacob Brana uh, for them. But uh, definitely, um, you know, uh, I've had my fill going against Boston uh, this year, especially a couple times lately. Not going to do it today. All right, next up, we've got to Ottawa and Columbus. Uh, Ottawa minus 180 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total here in this game. Um, look, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets were sorry a performance last night for them uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. Just terrible. Uh, I mean, they were. And credit to Florida. I mean, Florida finally looks like a team that means business. It took them a while to finally not have these games where they, you know, play down to their competition. But, that, you know, that was a great win for the uh, Florida Panthers. It was a pathetic performance by Columbus. Don't get me wrong. But we do have to give Florida some credit for how well uh, they played last night. Uh, they scored the uh, touchdown and the extra point against the uh, Jackets. And thankfully, they got to seven goals because that's what cashed the over for me uh, last night uh, in that game. Uh, Michael Hutchinson, obviously a tough night, but, you know, it wasn't all his fault. I mean, definitely he had uh, a lot of problems in front of him. Carter Verhage got a hat trick for uh, Florida in that game. So it was just a dreadful performance from the uh, Jackets. Uh, that's now four straight losses. Uh, they did give a pretty good effort against Boston, but, you know, aside from that, I mean, they get blown out by the Rangers, blown out by the Canadians, blown out by the Panthers. Take away the Boston game where they lost 2-1 in overtime, and the Columbus Blue Jackets have been outscored 21-4 to in the last three games. 21-4. to So that's, uh, that's not very good. Uh, I don't want any part of uh, Columbus. But here's the problem with Ottawa in this game. Ottawa suffered, I think, the last blow to whatever playoff hopes they had last night against uh, uh, Toronto. Okay, that was a loss that I think if, if you're dealing with dealing in reality and you're an Ottawa Senators player, you're probably at the point where you're saying, you know what, we're six points out. We've only got six games left. You know, it really is tough now for us to make it. Um, so I worry about the psyche. Worry about the psyche. I worry about this blue line. Okay, I really worry about this blue line for the Ottawa Senators. It is depleted. They don't have enough bodies, enough quality to replace what's missing right now uh, on the back end. When you're talking about Travis Hamanick, Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, who they got at the trade deadline. I mean, they, they just don't have the bodies of quality to, to, to make depth-wise. They don't have the quality depth to make up for it. They don't. You know, if uh, Jacob Bernard Docker was this great defenseman, and that's all I heard when he got drafted was how great he was going to be cornerstone. Why the fuck has he been toiling in the American Hockey League for three years? Why? My point is proven. Quality depth. 
you know, and, you know, JBD has not been, his development has not been as quickly, uh, has not happened to the extent the franchise thought it would. So you've got Jake Sanderson, Artem Zub, Eric Brandstrom, Jacob Bernard Docker, Tyler, Tyler Clevin and Nick Holden is not a suitable NHL pairing right now on the blue line. I mean, they're just, they're guys that are not ready guys and guys that have to play obviously significant minutes now because of the injuries uh, that they're dealing with at the moment on the blue line. And as a result, you know, Ottawa's going to have issues, I think, keeping the puck out of their own net uh, moving forward. And we've seen evidence of that from uh, Ottawa, the five goals allowed to uh, New Jersey, uh, four allowed to Philadelphia, and they only gave up 11 shots in that game, three nothing last night they, uh, to the uh, Leafs. So there's issues on the blue line. There's guys that aren't used to playing this many uh, minutes. Um, so, could, but can you can Columbus do something offensively? Because let's be honest, for Columbus, their offense has dried up during this four-game losing streak. They've scored just four goals uh, in the last four games combined, even against teams like Montreal, who aren't exactly shutting teams down. They only scored two. I mean, can, can Columbus get on the scoreboard? They should against this Ottawa blue line right now on a back-to-back. -back. They should. They should be able to find some offense here in this game. But, you know, we haven't seen it from them consistently. I know Ottawa can score and probably will score against the uh, Jackets tonight. It looks like for the Jackets now, they have all kinds of issues with their goaltending, as we know. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, Daniil Tarasov isn't even an option right now uh, for them. Uh, Merzlikens is still day-to-day. -day. Uh, Hutchinson played last night. There's no way he's going to play uh, on a back-to-back. -back. So they could be turning to another uh, AHL call-up, John Gillies, potentially, uh, as they're a starting goaltender. He was recalled uh, last weekend, uh, so we'll see how he fares uh, here. But his overall numbers in the uh, National Hockey League, his last season in the NHL was with St. Louis and New Jersey before this year, 3.71 goals against 887 save percentage for John Gillies. Not exactly numbers that uh, will uh, impress you. So, um, you know, I think in this game it's over the total for me, uh, and if it loses, so be it. But especially with this total now falling to six and a half minus one twenty five, there there should be no excuse for Columbus not to find the back of the net here tonight against this depleted Ottawa blue line. And Ottawa should score a bunch themselves. Everybody's scoring on in bunches against Columbus right now at the moment. So that's the way I'm going. Just the total uh, over six and a half here with the uh, Sens and the uh, Blue Jackets. All right, Islanders and Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 170 home favorites, five and a half the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, Islanders, very, very disappointing game last night from them against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, the Islanders need to, you know, bounce back and play good to, to today. Even on a back-to-back -back won't be easy, obviously. The Islanders on the back-to-back -back this year uh, are 8-6. and six. They actually have a good record on a back-to-back -back, uh, this season, the uh, New York Islanders. But, yeah, not a very good performance last night against the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, you know, and he ended up getting pulled last night, Sorokin, uh, with uh, 8.15 left in the second period after he gave up the first four goals to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, last night. Uh, you know, we just uh, and Lane Lambert uh, decided, yeah, let's give him some rest. Uh, Sorokin against Carolina three times. He's, he hasn't played great against Carolina, Sorokin. It's worth noting, 3.05 goals against 8.99 save percentage. Uh, it's probably going to be Freddie Anderson in net for Carolina because we saw Antti Ranta. Uh, credit to Antti Ranta with the shutout, by the way, last night against Montreal. But they did not give up much of anything to the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal didn't even crack 20 shots on goal uh, in that game. So uh, Anderson in net. I think the Islanders are honestly live in this game. Uh, they, they've got to 
you know, bounce back here. I'm going to do an Islanders draw split. Uh, it's the same bet I had yesterday against Tampa Bay, which obviously crashed and burned. But, you know, I don't mind coming back to the well with that here uh, in this game on the uh, back. The back-to-back record is a winning record for the Islanders this year. Uh, we'll see who's uh, going to be a net because with Sorokin pulled, I think it was initially maybe going to be uh, Varlamov tonight, but with Sorokin pulled, they might throw him back in there, give him a chance to bounce back. He still has had a very good season overall in goal for the uh, Islanders. And I don't like the way what I'm seeing out of Freddie Anderson. I have no issues going against the Islanders at this price with uh, Anderson in net. Anderson has not been at his best lately. Uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. So uh, I don't mind the look here for the Islanders against the uh, Hurricanes. It is worth noting the Islanders beat Carolina in this building the last time they were here in October. Uh, they were plus 165, plus 170 underdogs. They won 6-2 to two here in Carolina. So I think after the uh, feeble, uh, porous effort last night uh, by that Islanders team, they could be live tonight. So I'm going to go with the Islanders draw split. And it is worth noting two of the last five games for the Islanders have gone beyond uh, regulation. So that's what I expect here. Uh, I expect a little bit uh, of a tight uh, one-goal competitive game. Uh, Islanders with the chance to uh, sneak it out. And like I say, a good chance maybe we see this game go beyond uh, 60 minutes as well. Uh, all right, next up on the uh, slate here, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh minus up to minus 250 now uh, as home favorites in this game. The total six and a half uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, Pittsburgh, wow, tough loss. Tough loss yesterday against Boston. I think Boston deserved to win. They they had the better of the play for most of that game. That's worth noting. Uh, and when you look at um, the Penguins yesterday, even with Boston you know, dictating the, the play for much of the game, they battled back. They hung in. They hung in. Tristan Jari, I thought, played pretty solid yesterday. He kept that game within arm's reach for the Penguins throughout. But you just can't have that turnover the way the Penguins had it. Late in the game, David Posternock pounces on it. It was his hat-trick goal to give the uh, Bruins the 4-3 lead. Late in the third period, just you've got to manage the puck at that time of the game, especially when points are valuable. Your season is on the line, uh, and you just can't make those kind of haphazard mistakes with puck management. You know, not when the points are this crucial. And unfortunately, they turned it over to the wrong guy. And David Posternock, a one-time blast beating uh, Tristan Jari and uh, to not get a point out of that game stings for the Pittsburgh Penguins, especially on a night where they watched the uh, Florida Panthers destroy the Columbus Blue Jackets to surpass them in the standings for that second and final wild card spot. Uh, that's uh, Florida's now one point up on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's on the outside looking in. Pittsburgh enters this game tonight, not in the playoffs. So a must to get two points here uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. It's an absolute must for this Penguins team to get the two points here in this game uh, against this uh, Flyers team. Um, Philadelphia had been playing pretty feisty, pretty competitive, but not one of their better games last night. They fall 6-3 to the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, in that one. Uh, not a great night in net for Sandstrom either, uh, the goaltender for the uh, Flyers, who again had was playing because of the fact that um, uh, Carter Hart uh, was uh, not available, and I don't believe Carter Hart's ready to come back tonight either. Uh, they've still got him listed as a day-to-day -day for the uh, Flyers. He wasn't even available to back up Felix Sandstrom yesterday, and with this being a back-to-back -back here in Pittsburgh, I don't necessarily expect uh, Carter Hart to be available for this game either, So, uh, and I don't think we'll see um, uh, Sandstrom again. So I think it's Samuel Erson who's been called back up from the AHL 
uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And if you remember earlier this season, uh, Samuel Erson actually had some pretty good games at times. Now, he also had some rough ones, but there's been some games where he's been you know, strong for the Flyers. And if you look at his overall record with Philadelphia this season, it's actually 6-1-1, one, and 6-2, one, and two, with only one regulation loss, one regulation loss and one shootout loss as a starting goaltender this year for the Philadelphia Flyers. 3.06 goals against, 898 save percentage uh, with the Flyers this year. Um, you'll see how he fares here. He did pit play on uh, Friday night uh, in the AHL, and his team got the win 4-2 uh, in that game. So I think it probably will be Erson in net here. So scary proposition considering what the Flyers' record has been this year uh, with Samuel Erson in net. So uh, dangerous game because th this is still a rivalry. There's still two teams and two franchises that don't like each other. Philadelphia, you look at their, them too. Maybe part of the reason why they were so lethargic last night is just, eh, that game didn't interest them, you know, Buffalo. Uh, by you know, this one might. So if you're Pittsburgh, you better be ready to play your best hockey. You better just not, you know, roll out onto the ice here today or tonight at PPG Arena here and say, you know what, we're going to win this game. You know, you're going to have to work for it. And that's the one thing about Philadelphia. They don't always play well, but they play, always play hard for the most part. So very interesting to see how this goes. Like I'm, I'm off this game because, you know, if Pittsburgh plays their best, they'll still win this game and maybe win it comfortably. Um, but there's that little thought in my mind that especially with Arison and Nett, with the historical rivalry that we've got between these state uh, two in-state teams, two uh, in-state rivals, the Keystone State rivalry, as we like to say, um, Philadelphia may be up for this one and more than interested in playing spoiler uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So not a game I'm going to get involved with other than looking at props. Uh, it would be probably Farabee for Philadelphia. Uh, I'm always interested, like I say, with the uh, props involving uh, him lately, he has been one of the catalysts for the uh, uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Morgan Frost has kind of stepped up lately. Uh, Noah Cates, like there's all kinds of guys that are starting to really pick up a little bit. Noah Cates for the Flyers, he has points in uh, six of the last seven games for the Flyers. So any point prop for Noah Cates, you know, makes a lot of sense for me uh, going into this game on the Philly side. Uh, Morgan Frost with four goals in the last three games and five points uh, in the last three games for Philadelphia. He's all of a sudden starting to pick up uh, as of late. On the Pittsburgh side, you know who it's uh, going to be. It's always, you know, we're always interested in Jason Zucker uh, for the uh, Penguins. Uh, Chris Letang over shots on goal as well uh, makes some sense. Uh, Sidney Crosby did not, you know, have his best game yesterday. He sometimes torches, uh, not sometimes, he's had a very good track record of torching uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. So any Crosby props? Uh, potentially today. This is just a team that he's done very well against, so don't be surprised if he maybe makes an impact here tonight against the uh, Flyers uh, as well. All right, that's the first half of this Sunday NHL card. We've got four games left to break down. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat on YouTube watching the show. Hit the like button as well. Shout out to our podcast listeners. We'll be back in a few moments with the rest of the card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. 
Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you'll get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, and make sure that you uh, uh, sign up for the playoff box giveaway presented by Gramco. Uh, we're going to announce the winners next Saturday, April the 8th. Uh, make sure you get in on that contest. You fill out the form. And again, it's right there in the YouTube uh, video description. Uh, make sure that you uh, get the uh, uh, sign up for that and get involved with the uh, Gramco uh, playoff uh, box uh, giveaway uh, if you haven't done so already. All right, let's uh, move along here on this uh, Sunday card. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, New Jersey Devils and the Winnipeg Jets, just a cataclysmically important game for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, minus one, they're all important now for Winnipeg as they try to hang on to that second wild card spot uh, in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Jets, slight home favorites. Minus 115 is what we're looking at with the uh, Jets here as home favorites uh, in this game. Uh, and the total right now sitting currently at around, uh, it looks like six uh, and a half uh, in this one. Actually, DraftKings has six, but there are mostly six and a halves here when it comes to the uh, total uh, in this game. The uh, Devils on a back-to-back, -back, of course. They played in Chicago uh, last night, uh, and they get the 6-3 uh, to three victory uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, even though with Chicago we thought would play with some uh, jam last night with the return of Jonathan Taves. Uh, for the first time in quite a while. But uh, at the end of the night, New Jersey was the better team. They were just too good, and they, they deserved to win. They outshot the Blackhawks 40-17. to 17. So the situational element did not work out for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, last night. Um, I, I really think this is a Winnipeg spot. I, I'm, I'm going to bet Winnipeg small here, but just small. I know this team, what they can do, that sometimes they pull you back in with a dominant win like they had against Detroit, and then they rip your heart out the next game. And they could very easily lose this game because I still think New Jersey's the better team, but there's no doubt this is a tough spot for the Devils. Played the Rangers uh, on uh, Thursday. Uh, they played the uh, Blackhawks last night, a third game in four nights for them. Uh, they didn't get into Winnipeg until very late last night. Uh, the Jets are rested. And look, the Jets, and give Rick Bonus credit for some constructive coaching because that's probably what this was. But, you know, he totally shook up the lines going into that Detroit game. Totally new line combinations. Weren't sure how it was going to work out. I'm sure even there was a part of him that didn't even think he was sure how they were going to uh, unfold and work out in that game for the uh, Jets. But the line combinations worked. And I'm sure he's going to stick with them here today. He put Connor, Dubois, and Shifley together on the top line, kind of loading up the top line uh, and trying to get three guys that have been struggling mightily going uh, in that game. And sure enough, you know, Dubois was better and Shifley and Connor both get on the score sheet and score goals for the uh, Jets in that win against Detroit. So uh, the shakeup worked. Ehlers, Nemestikov, and Wheeler uh, on the second line. Niederreiter, Lowry, and Appleton. The third line with Barron, Stenland, and Kuhlman uh, on the fourth line. So, you know, it worked. You know, it gave them the spark they needed. So uh, we'll have to uh, see if uh, the uh, Jets can uh, sustain that, maintain that here uh, going into this game against the uh, Devils. 
I, I just think the spot's just too much in the favor of the Jets, Not especially with them now only minus 110. They're pretty much even money, just slightly more than that at home in a favorable spot. I'll take them. I'll take Winnipeg here, minus 110, minus 115. Not with the utmost confidence, but I will back Winnipeg here uh, in this game with the uh, short price here at home. Uh, it looks like as far as the uh, goaltending uh, matchup is concerned in this game, uh, we've got the uh, – uh, let me just see here. We uh, Hellebuck, obviously, uh, as you would expect for Winnipeg. Uh, but we saw Mackenzie Blackwood last night in goal for the uh, Devils. So probably back to Vitek Banachek, you would assume, tonight here for the uh, uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils in this game. Yeah, it was Blackwood last night uh, for the uh, Devils against Chicago. Someone was asking in the chat. It was Blackwood last night for them. So uh, obviously, I think for the uh, Devils, it's going to end up being Banachek here. Uh, back in goal tonight for this game. As far as props go, uh, not a prop game I'm going to do a, a ton with as far as the uh, player prop market is concerned. Uh, just a couple that I want I would want to mention here uh, in this game. Josh Morrissey over shots. Uh, I think definitely uh, you got to look at that here. Uh, Morrissey, especially at home, he has shot the puck more, a lot more. Uh, and so Josh Morrissey to go over his uh, shots on goal prop is probably worth a look. And hey, if you buy in that... Um, Detroit, that Detroit game was the uh, the tonic to wake up the top players. Uh, do you go back to the well with some of them here? Shifley and uh, Kyle Connor uh, going into this one. So maybe you, because again, these are players that are pretty talented, but they had been ice cold offensively for the longest time. Was that win against um, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, the uh, what they needed here to uh, get going again? So uh, like I say, the uh, schedule in the Jets' favor, they're, you know, rested team at home, no travel, waiting for the Devils who got in late from Chicago last night. So perfect opportunity for the Jets. Like the, the, this would be a tough game and most, and it might still be, but you know, the Jets couldn't have asked for a better situation to fall into their lap. You know, they're rested and here's New Jersey coming into Winnipeg late from Chicago last night. So perfect opportunity for the Jets. We'll see uh, if they can take advantage of this uh, situation. All right, a huge two points on the line for them. And speaking of Winnipeg, we'll get to Calgary. They're in action later tonight as well. But first, we get to Detroit, Toronto. Uh, Toronto minus 250, minus 260. Uh, home favorites here, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. The uh, Red Wings, of course, uh, had been playing uh, pretty well in a couple of games this week, notching a couple of big victories against Pittsburgh and Carolina at home. Uh, they had the back-to-back -back after the Carolina home win in Winnipeg, a desperate Winnipeg team, and the Jets were ready for it. Jets won 6-2. Detroit looking to bounce back from that here tonight against uh, Toronto. Toronto, 3-0 shutout last night against uh, Ottawa. So Detroit has the rest advantage here playing Friday night and now today, whereas Toronto back-to-back -back for them uh, after being in uh, Ottawa uh, last night. Uh, Detroit won the most recent meeting in uh, between these two teams, 4-1. Uh, earlier uh, this uh, season, back in January is the last time they played. Detroit uh, ended up uh, winning that game. It is worth noting there's still a bunch of uh, question marks as far as goaltending right now for Detroit with Billy Huso out. They've been alternating back and forth uh, of late between uh, Alex Nedeljkovic uh, and uh, Magnus Helberg. So uh, probably Nedeljkovic tonight. It's Matt Murray in goal for the uh, Leafs uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see how he fares, but this is an important start for Matt Murray. Matt Murray's not going to be the playoff goaltender. It's not an important start from that standpoint uh, because 
you know, the, uh, the, the, the Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go with Ilya Samsonov in the playoffs. There's no doubt. There's absolutely zero doubt right now. And if you needed, if there was any doubt whatsoever, you saw what he did last night against an Ottawa team that's playing for their playoff lives backs against the wall. Ilya Samsonov with a 30 save shutout last night against the Ottawa centers. He's going to be the guy uh, in the playoffs, but if you're Matt Murray, you've got to still play well down the stretch and prove to this team and to your head coach that, I can be counted upon. I can be relied on, you know, in terms of, you know, being a guy that can, I can, you can win with, you know, if Samsonov gets injured or Samsonov falters for whatever reason in the playoffs. So you still got to bring it here uh, down the stretch uh, the rest of the uh, regular season. Uh, I really don't have a strong uh, feel for the total in this game because I, I kind of feels like I want to bet over, but four straight unders between the uh, Red Wings uh, and the Leafs coming into this game. I still I still think the over's in play. I really do. Uh, Toronto's gone under in three straight. Um, it's been over-under alternations uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings in their most recent games, but I do lean over the total in this one. I do think we might see some goals. I could see some sloppy play potentially uh, from both sides in this game. And keep in mind, too, on the uh, Toronto side, there's some resting going on here tonight uh, in this game, and it's their prerogative to do that, knowing that, you know, it's set in stone. They're going to be second in the Atlantic. They're going to host Tampa Bay and have home ice advantage in the first round. They've already announced that it, for this game tonight, Mitch Marner's out, Jake McCabe's out, uh, Mark Giordano is out. Uh, so all three of those guys not playing. Of course, Nola Chari's been out for a while due to injury. Ryan O'Reilly's closing in on coming back, but not going to be returning here uh, for uh, this game tonight. So, you know, it will be a little bit of a makeshift lineup here tonight for the Leafs. Now, the good news for the Leafs is you see McCabe and Giordano and multiple defensemen out, but we know this team's got incredible, incredible depth on the uh, blue line right now. And if you actually look at the uh, alignment here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, uh, they're going to have Riley, Brody, Timmons, Hall, Lilligren, and Shen. You know, that's still, you know, with McCabe and Giordano and, and Gustafson out, and they've still got like a very solid, sturdy six defenseman in the lineup tonight. So you have to be careful when you see that, oh, they got multiple defensemen out. Well, this team now has just exceptional depth. I think they went overboard in terms of how many defensemen they brought in. They got too many defensemen right now, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So they're still icing a quality six on the blue line tonight. Riley, Brody, Timmons, Hall, Lilligren, and Shen. Uh, going to be on their uh, blue line here tonight for uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, I'm off this game entirely. I really am. I mean, I could see Toronto winning. I could see I could see Detroit maybe in a spot where Toronto after the big win last night and, and Matt Murray in net, as we know, a little bit shakier uh, in net as an option compared to Ilya Samsonov. So, you know, I could see it. You know what I might actually look toward maybe tonight is the uh, Red Wing team total. That That to me is the best way to approach it. Then I don't have to worry about what Toronto does or does not do offensively against a presumably Nadalkovich in net, who we know can be good and he can be not so good. Uh, and uh, that's been the, his season in a nutshell. But I do think there's a chance the Red Wings can strike for three goals here. That's all we're asking for. Uh, that team total on the Detroit Red Wings is over two and a half at even money, minus 102 at Pinnacle. So I, I like that. I, that will be a bet for me. That will be a bet for me. Detroit Red Wings over two and a half. Uh, their team total uh, here in this game uh, because, you know, I, th I think they can get to that mark here against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. They certainly did that in the last time these teams played 4-1 win for the uh, Detroit Red Wings back on uh, January 12th. So that's a good way to approach it if, 
you, you know, you don't really have that firm belief they're going to win the game, but you do think they can score three, which is kind of where I'm at here with the uh, Red Wings in this matchup tonight uh, against Toronto. All right, uh, next up, we've got the uh, Los Angeles Kings, Vancouver Canucks. We've got uh, LA, uh, minus 115, minus 120, uh, road favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, in this game, uh, Kings with a big win last night against the uh, Seattle Kraken back to back for them now going to Vancouver. So a little bit of a tricky spot here for them back to back now uh, playing less than 24 hours later. And all they need is one point. All they need is one point to clinch a playoff spot tonight. The L.A. Kings, they don't have to win this game. All they need is one point. And actually, they can also clinch a playoff spot if the Jets lose to the Devils in any fashion. So if the Jets lose in regulation or overtime or a shootout uh the kings would also clinch a playoff berth regardless of what they do tonight but in this game in particular the kings only need one point against the vancouver canucks to clinch a playoff spot and uh basically the the the, the chat's onto it i think the chat kind of knows where i'm going here yeah the draw uh this is actually my favorite draw of the entire card uh here tonight is this one kings and canucks uh the draw uh, in this game Vancouver continues to be ultra competitive. Very, very impressed with the work ethic. Calgary was playing for everything the other night. And yeah, they got badly outshot, but uh, Thatcher Demko was good. Uh, and to be honest with you, I thought a lot of the shots on goal for Calgary weren't the highest of quality. Shocker from the Calgary sternums. Where have we seen that before? But they got the win, Calgary, in the end. And Vancouver was very competitive. And that's what the Vancouver Canucks have been. That's the best one-word adjective to describe them since uh, Rick Tockett took over, and especially over the last couple of weeks, competitive. That's what they've been. They've been a tough out. You know, they've been uh, obviously very good as far as the win-loss record, uh, which stands at uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and uh, 4 in their last 11 games. And the losses were a one-goal defeat to Arizona, a one-goal defeat to Vegas, a one-goal defeat in overtime to St. Louis, and, of course, the one-goal loss to the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. Uh, in overtime. Two straight games have gone beyond regulation as well uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So it's a great draw bet. Uh, no question. Uh, I like this draw. Uh, this is There's other games I think could go to overtime today, but there's not a game I feel stronger about draw-wise today on the Sunday slate than this one. I think this is a really good draw bet. Got a really good shot uh, to get to beyond regulation, especially when you factor in that all the uh, Kings need for playoff uh, clinching is to get this game uh, into overtime. So if this game's tied in the latter stages of the third period, I don't expect the LA Kings to be uh, overly aggressive and trying to take too many chances. You know, just secure the point, secure the playoff spot, uh, and get into the playoffs. And you do that certainly with the uh, draw here. So Kings Canucks draw plus 360 uh, at FanDuel. Very good price there uh, on the draw. Uh, that's the way we're going to go in this uh, matchup between the uh, Kings and the uh, Canucks. As far as the uh, goaltending matchup tonight uh, in this game, uh, I would expect Demko uh, once again for the uh, Canucks. Now it was Phoenix Copley who started last night against Seattle, and that was a great game from him. That was one of his better games in a while. He had been kind of teetering lately, Copley, but that was one of his better games in a while. He was very good last night against Seattle. Seattle didn't play that bad, but they ran into Phoenix Copley who played well. And just when it looked like Jonas Corposalo had the uh, driver's seat, the uh, the uh, the edge to being the playoff goaltender for the LA Kings, that was a big statement performance from Copley last night saying, hey, I'm not dead in this race yet uh, as far as uh, being the playoff goalie. So it'll probably be back to Corposalo uh, in net tonight for the Kings on the back-to-back. Uh, -back. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely uh, looking towards uh, – 
the uh, draw here in this one at plus 360. Uh, that's a good point by Steve in our uh, chat here. Yeah, there's going to be a, the uh, NHL debut for the uh, uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Exactly. That's what I'm. Yeah, I had already circled it that I was going to end up calling him that. So yeah, that's not a bad prop to sprinkle on a guy that's fired up. He's going to make his uh, NHL debut. He's only 18 years old. This kid. He's and they're going to throw him on the second line and center that second line with uh, Andrew Kopp and Lucas Raymond. Eighth overall pick in last year's draft, 2022 draft. Uh, eight goals, 23 points, and 52 games played this season with Rogla uh, over in Europe. Uh, so uh, an opportunity here for uh, Marco Casper here to uh, get the uh, get his NHL career going. Again, only 18 years old. There's always that question, you know, is an 18-year-old kid, especially at the center ice position where there's so much responsibility that goes with it. You've got to be defensively responsible. You've got to be a two-way player. You've got to win key face-offs. You know, you, you got to do so many things as a center uh, in the league. Are you ready to handle it at 18 years old in the NHL? Uh, but uh, certainly a, a kid that's got a ton of upside, a uh, high level of IQ. They say there's a lot of elements to Bergeron in his game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he fares here in his debut tonight for the uh, Red Wings. All right, final game, Anaheim-Calgary. Calgary minus uh, 600 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Yeah, what you do is you just bet over saves for whoever's in net for Anaheim. I mean, look at last night. I mean, they got peppered. And actually, you know, it's funny is I believe the John Gibson, if you bet it, the John Gibson over saves prop lost because he got pulled, which is a terrible, terrible way to lose that bet. Terrible way to lose that bet if you had it. Uh, but he got pulled later in that game uh, against Edmonton last night. Lucas Dostal uh, ended up finishing the game for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And uh, that that's a tough one if you were on the saves prop there for uh, Gibson uh, in that game. You deserved a better fate. Uh, but whoever's in net, uh, it was probably going to be Dostal tonight all along so does the fact that gibson got pulled last night deviate the plans i don't think so i think they'll probably rest um gibson tonight because and lucas dostal is projected uh in net for the uh, ducks four and uh, nine 3.8 goals against 901 save percentage here for the uh uh dostal going into this game against the uh, calgary flames calgary by the way they've won five of the last six meetings against anaheim uh, including a 5-1 victory in anaheim uh, last month in March, but I do want to point out earlier in the month of March here at the Saddle Dome, it was Anaheim beating Calgary uh, three to one. So uh, they did get a win here earlier uh, this uh, last month, I should say, against the uh, Calgary Flames here at the Saddle Dome. But I don't know if that's going to happen not, because Cal Calgary might finally, I, gosh, I'm so trepidatious right now uh, in saying this, but maybe Calgary's got one blazing hot streak in them to end the season. They have won three in a row. That Vancouver victory finally gets them to three straight wins for the first time since early December and only the third time all season that the Calgary Flames have put together a winning streak of at least three games. So maybe that's a sign here for the Calgary Flames. They're ready to get going. I, I don't necessarily want to take much of anything, though, here with Calgary. I mean, the team total, I mean, they have scored five goals against the last two, you know, non-playoff teams that they've played. We, so we do have to, actually the last three, if you factor in the, the most recent meeting against Anaheim on March 21st. So against teams that are out of the playoffs, they scored five against Anaheim. They scored five against San Jose, uh, and they scored uh, five against uh, Vancouver. 
uh, in the overtime win the other night. So could they get, I mean, gosh, it's, you want to take over four and a half here. You really do on the team total here for Calgary. But, you know, they've scored five against Anaheim already. San Jose, Vancouver. They should score five tonight. They really should. Anaheim's atrocious. They're an absolute train wreck defensively. Uh, Dostal in net is, doesn't have great numbers, and a lot of it's because of the defense in front of them. They should score five, but we know Calgary has these nights sometimes where it's 45 shots and one goal, 45 shots and two goals. And there's always that possibility that lingers in the back of your mind. But so I, I don't know. That would be the way I'd play it, though, is Flames team total over four and a half. If anything, uh, I don't want the Anaheim anymore. Uh, I don't trust them to keep it close enough to like the draw uh, in this game. I'd lean Calgary team total, but the bet that I like the most, if Dostal is confirmed in net, you bet that fucking thing over saves. That's what you do. That's what you do here in this game. You bet the over saves uh, on whoever's for Dostal. Presumably he's going to be the guy, but whoever's in net for Anaheim, if it's Gibson tonight, you, you bet over saves. Uh, if, and, if, but, and if it's Dostal, you bet over saves. Whoever's in net for Anaheim, I think that's the best way to play it. Go over the save prop. Uh, because I think Calgary will rack up the shots uh, like they've done. I mean, against uh, Vancouver, 41 shots. Against uh, Vegas, 44 shots. The last time they played Anaheim, they had 43 shots uh, in that 5-1 win. And I should point out, too, in the 3-1 loss to Anaheim at the Saddledome on March the 10th, 37 shots for the Calgary Flames, even though they lost 3-1. to So they peppered Anaheim with shots in that game. So, like I say, a lot of uh, – it's, it's minus 600 favorite. You're not going to find any value to back Calgary. You got to be, you know, creative here. I think maybe you look Flames team total over, but you definitely look at that saves prop for uh, whoever's in net for Anaheim tonight, but we think it'll be Lucas Dostal. All right, great stuff. That's the uh, card for this Sunday. Appreciate it. Shout out to everyone watching on YouTube. Hit the like button and our podcast listeners. We thank you for tuning into the Ice Guys show as well. A reminder. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Check it out. Just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, uh, power ratings, the daily Ice Guys show betting card, and tons more bonus content on the way as we approach the playoffs as well. So make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Just $10 a month. And also the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Make sure you get yourself some quality uh, Ice Guys merch there. All right. Uh, great stuff. We'll wrap up the show with a Sunday best bet. Coming right up, right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with 
the ball toner with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for Best Bets to wrap it up uh, for this uh, Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, we cashed a ticket with the Best Bet uh, yesterday, LA Kings against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Let's see if we can deliver another uh, Best Bet winner here for this uh, Sunday NHL card. And uh, tough sledding today. It's a, it's a card that nothing really jumped out uh, to me uh, on the whole for this uh, game, or for this card on this Sunday. Um I was actually, I was considering that. I really like that Kings Canucks draw, but I'm not going to go with that for a best bet. Uh, but it, it's it's definitely one of my, it's definitely my favorite draw bet of the card, no doubt. But at the end of the day, we ended up settling with that Senators Blue Jackets over. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Ottawa Columbus over six and a half, minus 125. Uh, I think that's the way to go. Uh I think Ottawa scores in bunches here, regardless of who's in net for Columbus. John Gillies probably is the goalie today. It's an awful blue line, awful defensive team right now. But Ottawa's depleted on the back end. There's no Chikrin. There's no Shabbat. Those are two huge holes to fill. Columbus hasn't been scoring lately. That's the concern here about betting this over. But if there's ever a day where the Jackets are going to show up offensively, it's tonight against a shorthanded blue line, and especially off getting their ass handed to them 7 nothing by Florida at home. They're at home again today. Do you really want to get embarrassed again uh, on your home ice? I got to believe here that the uh, Jackets show you a little something, some pushback at least, uh, and I think it'll come on the offensive end of the ice uh, for them here tonight. So let's go with that. Ottawa, Columbus, over 6.5, minus 125 uh, for my best bet here for this Sunday card. Uh, that'll wrap it up. For this edition of the uh, Ice Guys, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy this fun Sunday of NHL action. Uh, great to have a big Sunday NHL card like this. Enjoy the games and good luck. And We will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 